0: everybody, welcome back to Fresh Out the Podcast. I am the board game guru and game master extraordinaire, Johananan.
1: I'm Casualty CDG, a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective turned tabletop titan and improv comedian, but you can call me Gary.
2: I am the professional media and movie mastermind, the funhouse, Drew Munhausen, and thank you all for... Tuning back in to Fresh Out the Podcast. How are y'all doing? How, how is everyone? Doing I'm, good.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, middle of the week, I'm always doing crap. Uh, that's when, like, mental health, like, puts me in my place. And then uh, Saturday comes around. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy.
1: So I was on Facebook earlier, and I saw that uh, one of my neighbors was needing help moving their cattle and someone else was like, I have two extra four-wheelers, maybe I could come by later and help you move the cattle. And I've never done that before because I'm not a country boy or an outdoorsy boy, but moving cattle with four-wheelers sounds fun as fuck, just throwing it out there.
0: You're moving cattle every Wednesday on Deadlands, so, it's kind of the same yeah. thing.
2: Yeah. It's like the idea of, like, that's what your neighbors are doing. Like, in my neighborhood Facebook group, which is just an absolutely horrid place to be on any given day it's people complaining about like mowing your yard after dark and it bothering your neighbors or my mail was delivered to the wrong house or you know gosh don't don't even try to open the 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 group on the fourth of july when you see all the people that are complaining about fireworks and so on but meanwhile gary's neighbors are trying to figure out the best way to move their cattle around and i appreciate (laughs) that
1: yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff that goes on out here that I just take for granted, I guess. Um, like, people are always looking... No one's ever bitching about their lawn and people mowing the lawn, right? People are always, like, looking for, like, hey, I don't have a lot of money to pay for a real plumber. Do you know a guy who knows a guy who could just, like, fix some pipes for cash? Like, that. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff going on out here.
0: Uh, I don't <laughs> have a relationship with any of our neighbors, because uh, they all suck, but... I did get a new board game shelf off of Facebook Marketplace, so that was cool.
1: You did. I wish you could throw... Can you throw a picture of that up? I don't know if you have a picture.
0: Not immediately, no, but, yeah. No, it's like... I mean, it's a Calyx, pretty much, from Ikea. Anyone in the board game space usually knows. So it's
1: not the shelf that's impressive. It's the collection that's impressive. It looks like you took the picture in a game shop. It doesn't look like a human being took that picture of their game shelf at their (laughs) regular house. I have a lot of board games. You do. I that's have, what I was getting to. Uh, it's an impressive yeah.
0: collection. I also have an impulse control problem, so. Is that how you earned the
1: moniker Board Game Guru?
0: Uh, yeah, by having a lot of them. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. It's not from your sexual prowess with board game pieces? Mm, well, that's debatable.
0: I've been known to, you know, tickle a couple winks. <laughs> Those are board game pieces. that sound suggestive,
2: uh,
1: but yeah. Maybe you go tiddly, tiddly winks. That brings us to this week's news: the oh, no. Netflix top ten most viewed of all time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I put this on here because this is pretty fascinating. So I'm I'm intr I'm I am i am i i have not shared this list with you guys before this. So I'm I, I'm genuinely interested to see
1: I what you thought. I just looked it up. I've got it on in the background. I'm looking at the list. Let me. Good. Let me have
2: it. So, well, first off, I'll say, you know, if you want to hear us talk about um, Loki or some other things, you know, make sure either if you're watching now on the stream, go back, watch the stuff that we talked about uh, in the first hour plus of this. Or um, if you're listening to the audio form, hopefully you listened to the previous episode and got to catch that. Uh, But, yeah, this this is kind of our main event now because I I saw this list. Okay, I, I. I don't have the full article in front of me. I have the list that Netflix released. I'm not sure if this is... It's, it says Netflix's top 10 most-watched movies. So I don't know if this means top 10 most-watched movies on Netflix of all time, or specifically the top 10 most-watched of Netflix's original movies that they've produced and put out there. But I believe... Yeah, all of these movies are are Netflix movies. So they're <laughs> only on Netflix. It's their top 10 most-watched movies. And here's the thing. There's an asterisk at the bottom that says the number of accounts that turned, that tuned in during a film's first 28 days of release. So that's, so these numbers are based on about their first month of release based on at least two minutes of viewing time. So they're, <laughs> so they're touting these numbers, but anybody could have easily watched the movie for three to four minutes and said, This is trash garbage. I'm turning it off, but this still counts in their numbers.
1: Yeah, I would like to be clear that I think Tiger King was multiple episodes, right? Multiple things happened. I watched one episode and was like, holy fucking shit, there's no way these trash people are real. I'm not watching this. (laughs) I
0: watched the whole thing.
1: So I I count yeah, I'm one of those people. I watched one episode and it says that I watched the thing. I don't know if I watched, I did not watch the whole thing by recommend recommended
0: stretch. because you loved Tiger King. Uh
2: is number one on the list you have Virgin River? No, no, no. So that's that's a new show or, or not a new show. I think it's has two or three seasons. They just had a new season come out. So this isn't their top ten like on any given day, if you go onto Netflix, they yeah, have actually. their here's top ten of what people are watching right now. But I do know of that show. Uh, my wife likes all the time. Show. Here we go. Yeah, so I'll I'll go the list. I'll, should I start with number ten or number one?
1: I guess yeah. Count down. We'll count them down, right? That's what people do. That's that's the way yeah, they okay. are
2: on the uh, thing. So number ten is is a new one of their newer movies. It's called Fatherhood, mm-hmm. and it, it's a uh, Kevin Hart uh, Father's Day movie that just came out, and it had seventy four million viewers tied for for eight and nine um both with 75 million viewers are project power which i believe had jamie fox and um uh, joseph gordon levitt i think it was a superhero or superpowers movie gary's got a look on his face like he's never even heard of this movie before so that i've I've
0: (laughs) gone past it many times and been like that looks like it might be fine but also it might be awful
2: And then uh, tied with Project Power is Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's recent um, zombie heist movie.
0: That looked like shit. I I want
2: to see see it. it.
0: I I, need to see it.
2: Number seven is Enola Holmes, which is the Millie Bobby Brown, the girl from Stranger Things. Uh, She did a movie spin-off about Sherlock Holmes' younger sister. Um, (laughs) That's what that's about.
0: I actually heard good things about this movie.
2: I, I watched it. Um, of these so far, that's the first one of these that I've seen. Um, number six is The Old Guard with 78 million viewers. The which Old that was,
0: Guard was awesome.
2: I've heard, actually, some pretty good things about it. This was the Charlie's Theron. Mm. I think it's based off of a, a comic book. It's based off of a comic control. book,
0: indeed, yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched it with my dad, uh, and he was like, holy crap, that was awesome. <laughs> like, that's actually
2: when... It. I haven't seen the whole movie, but I would count towards these numbers because I definitely watched the first scene where I think the team, they all get gunned down. And then it's a great scene after because it's all basically they're just all invincible, I think, is kind of the premise.
0: They're all immortal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: That's the whole premise. Uh, Yeah. And it has um, Harry Potter's cousin in it as one of the main characters. Hmm. Uh, oh, du- du- uh Uncle Dudley, or uh, not Uncle Dudley, uh, cousin Dudley. He yeah.
2: he is also in the uh, the Queen's Gambit show. If y'all watch is that, he? it's the first thing I've ever seen him in outside of Harry Potter. Um, so number five, with eighty three million viewers, is Murder Mystery, which is an Adam Sandler and <laughs> Jennifer Aniston movie, and it is hot trash. Mm, I saw that one. <laughs> It's, it's real bad. I know that I saw I've never that heard one. heard of this one. Number four is Six Underground, which was the Ryan Reynolds-led uh, Michael Bay movie. I don't I know if any of y'all it. saw that one. I, I watched that it. one,
0: too. Not bad. It, it was fine for an action movie, you know?
2: It wasn't good. So. Gary, I mentioned the movie, and Gary just <laughs> broke out into so... spontaneous laughter and can't stop.
1: I totally, I totally forgot that I've seen this movie. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. Uh, it's it's it is such a forgettable fucking action movie. It's <laughs> I don't remember it at all. I've definitely seen this. Yeah, it's uh, like
0: they it's like they squeezed the juice out of a bunch of action movies and <laughs> put it exactly in a blender. Right. Uh, I feel like
2: that's one of the the trademark things of a Netflix original movie. Is you watched it totally forget that you watched it and somebody brings it up and you you laugh and say oh i did watch that and and i forgot it the moment that i turned it off
1: well there you, well there you go drew then you would say that's a quintessential six underground it's a quintessential netflix movie uh i would i would give that movie i would guess i'd give it a fucking like 3 out of 10 i don't remember it i love Ryan reynolds and i think you, michael bay is you give hilarious it the
0: same review as yeah bro Space what a piece Jam. of shit.
1: Yeah, dude, what they're both unwatchable pieces of shit. Don't waste your fucking time. Do something better.
0: I thought it was uh I thought it was definitely watchable. Uh I'd give it a five or a
1: six, maybe.
0: Maybe probably a five.
1: at uh, least I remember watching Space Jam.
0: It has the French actress in it from um uh what is it? Uh Inglorious Bastards, the one who plays the Jewish cinema owner. Uh and she's great in this movie.
1: So Ryan Reynolds plays
2: Ryan Reynolds in this one. I mean, it's just, I believe the premise is, aren't they all thought dead? And so they just go by numbers and they do. Yeah. The the whole thing is like crimes together.
0: Yeah. They're all numbers. They give up their former lives and they become ghosts and they like go and right the wrongs in the world. And it's very, uh, I don't know. It's kind of silly, but Hey, it's, it's an action movie, man. It's a Michael Bay action movie. What do you want? I couldn't
1: tell you much about what What do I you just... want? What do you want from a Michael Bay action movie? So thanking folks. So fucking glad you asked. What I want from a Michael Bay action movie is Bad Boys 2 every time, all the
0: time. <laughs> you, you, you want them to go fuck up the clan? Every and then single go to Cuba?
1: time. God, yes yeah. not fair the you know i up, yeah tear up a bridge i want i want martin lawrence and will smith uh, i want that that kind of chemistry that camaraderie i don't want to see ryan reynolds doing a paycheck movie where he's playing a <laughs> bored fucking version of ryan reynolds <laughs> in some uninspired <laughs> script written bullshit no I don't give a fuck. Give me yeah, if you're, you're Michael Bay. Give me give me Bad Boys. You're Michael Bay uh, with Ryan Reynolds, and you can't give me half of what Bad Boys is. Got I, I could base.
0: I could watch uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence uh, gun down the clan all day. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like I would like to quote Dave Chappelle here. Uh, if I could if I could shoot a slave owner every episode, I would. <laughs> yeah. The, you can you
2: know, the scene from Bad Boys Two of the car chase and the pushing the the coffins and the dead bodies full of drugs out out the car and the bodies rolling through the street is just burned into my memory. Like that's when you say that movie, that's the first thing that I think of is that action scene, which is horrifying.
1: It and it is horrifying, but also hilarious, uh, just because it's Martin Lawrence screaming the whole time while he's doing it. Isn't Henry
0: <laughs> Rollins in that movie?
1: I actually, I don't know, but yeah, probably. I think he is. <laughs> but no, so, that,
0: I like that movie. I don't know. Bad Boys was the shit. Both of them. Both of them are good. Second one's better somehow. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, Six Underground.
2: Yeah. It's a movie Remember? and stuff happens. And that had 83 million viewers. Yeah. That watched it for two minutes or more. I watched it. I'm I'm guilty. My bad. I'm, I'm guilty too. Um, the number three movie uh, with 85 million viewers was Spencer Confidential. It, this was a Mark Wahlberg movie that came out, and I remember seeing it advertised. I actually never watched this one. Did you watch it, John? Uh no. Okay. So none of us really have anything to say about Spencer Confidential. Oh, what's that? A school Bus.
0: I can't. I can't do Mark Wahlberg impressions,
2: but. So you to your mother like for me? Please, please do it. Please try it again. Get, let's give us a little more. Yeah,
1: I took the school bus. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's oh, somewhere. That, is
1: that the impression? <laughs> yeah, it's the impression. It's really good, isn't it? You had to ask him if it was the impression. That's how fucking good it was. <laughs> My brother makes hamburgers. <laughs> oh,
2: good. Yeah, it's good.
0: Yeah, it's really go. good. Thanks.
1: It.
0: Keep it up, John. I'm Mark up. Welbeck.
1: Yeah. Uh... So I'm looking at the cast for Spencer confidential. And I feel like we might really be missing a gym because post Malone plays Squeeb.
2: I was going to say, I, know for, I don't know if he's in it for, I, this is what I know about Spencer confidential is that when you would scroll past it on Netflix and it would do the autoplay, like usually it shows a little scene. It would show a scene that I think was probably from the beginning of the movie where post Malone was in it. I don't know if he's in the whole movie or not, but I remember he was in that little scene.
1: Um, it has Mark Marin in it. I like Mark Marin, but not enough to watch a Mark Wahlberg movie.
2: Well, you know, the lucky thing is, is it doesn't matter because 85 million other people decided <laughs> they were <laughs> going to watch this to some capacity. <laughs>
1: they chose for me. They chose it's number three.
0: I hear, I hear Post Malone was in the movie trying to get a uh, loan from a bank. It was a uh, post credit scene. <laughs> that was the joke, everybody that there was oh
2: oh I got i if there, you know <laughs> I could go in post after an add in like a you know boo I'm <laughs> you know, Add
1: something. in no, add in like screaming raucous booing <laughs> just horrible angry crowd boo. 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 Ah, I, ne- I, need a,
0: I need to find a way to rig up uh me getting hit with tomatoes on screen on command
2: yeah the number two movie I feel like of these is probably the one that had the biggest um, kind of pop culture surge at the time that it came out with 89 million viewers is Bird Box if you remember the Sandra Bullock I definitely remember kind of a quiet place esque movie except with instead of being able to make noise you couldn't couldn't (laughs) see you had to be blindfolded the whole time I don't know why that got me. Quiet place, but you can make noise. that one. You couldn't make noise. This one, you can't look at stuff yeah. anywhere. It reminds
1: <laughs> me of Mystery Men.
2: Do, do y'all remember the Bird but bla- I can't even talk the Bird Box moment in pop culture. Like it, that was a thing where, for some reason, that movie was a thing that it seemed like mm-hmm. everybody watched it. That yeah, everybody watched that movie. Everybody. It, well, it was peak pandemic. Media, it was peak yeah. pandemic. No, 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 that came out. That was pre-pandemic for was sure. It? I think it came out around the holiday, like maybe around Thanksgiving or something. I don't know, but it just it was one of those things that came out at the right time that like, it just seemed like everybody was it able to catch it. Definitely came out and, at
1: the
0: right time. And,
2: and I, I never saw Bird
1: Box. On. I I've, actually, I heard everybody pretty much liked it, but I never saw it. Um, My my friend, my friends Justin and Matt used to live together and uh, Justin would just go put Bird Box on TV and hit play and then leave and just make Matt watch Bird Box over and over and over like 300 or 400 times. He would just force Matt to watch Bird Box and then leave the room.
2: What about Bird Box made it the pun? Like made it nothing. It
1: it wasn't. It was just, uh, it was just a thing that he didn't stop doing. He just didn't quit. So that's to me, Bird Box has a special place in my heart, but not for any of the right reasons.
0: There's another movie. That is like a quiet place and bird box adjacent. You couldn't make noise. Um, and there were like these motley's these like bats or something. Uh, and it was just garbage. I don't remember what it was though.
2: Not ringing a bell with me.
0: I watched it. I mean, I'll watch any monster movie, any monster movie, anytime. Uh, I actually watched one
1: today, but yeah. Um, What's our what's our number one up most watched Netflix movie of all time, Drew?
2: With ninety-nine ah. million viewers, it is Extraction, which was the Chris Hemsworth action movie that came that one did come out uh um, That one was pretty good. I think it came out during the pandemic or maybe right before. Um I yeah. It was produced by um the directors of, you know, Avengers Infinity War and and Endgame and so on. It was kind of their first foray into, you know, producing movies post-Endgame. Post Chris Hemsworth starred in it. I believe the director, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he is one of the guys that did a lot of the stunts and stuff for the Marvel movies and then now had gone on to direct. And so he's, uh, he directed it. It is a pretty decent action movie that's also kind of forgettable right (laughs) Uh, i mean
0: i mean yeah i i I, I forgot about it until it popped up just now uh but it was definitely i mean it's definitely watchable it's definitely it's fine it's good it's not great but it is it's watchable um
2: and i feel like that's all a netflix movie has to be you know what i mean The thing about this list that my biggest takeaway was, I'm like, you're looking at an average five out of ten at best for averaging all of these together. Like, Netflix is staying at a you know, their original they they have some really good original shows, so I'm not gonna dog that. But for their their movie content that's coming out, I mean, you're you're looking at, you know, a two and a half out of five stars, or you know, five out of ten average, at best. Yeah, I wouldn't at go best. to bat for most of them. Uh That's exactly right. I
1: wouldn't defend any of these movies.
0: I would defend Old Guard. Of the whole list, I would defend that movie.
1: I haven't seen Old Guard, but I tell you, of the ones I will not defend on this list, Murder Mystery is at the top.
0: <laughs>
1: what, a, what a piece of shit. What a boring, awful movie. Oof. Ooh. That is not funny, and I don't even think there's like you know how some movies have, like you said about uh, Space Jam in in last week's or earlier tonight's episode, depending on who you are and the way you view time and space. Um, there are not even a few parts that make you laugh. There aren't two funny scenes. There aren't. There's not one funny scene in Murder Mystery. That's a bad move. Uh, <laughs> so- Jeez.
2: Yeah, a Netflix movie, either you watch it and immediately forget it because it just didn't have that much of an impact, or you watch it and you actively make yourself forget it because what you viewed was just so terrible.
1: You remember, uh, what was that Andy Samberg one that Hulu picked up last year? Palm Springs. That's a great movie. That movie was so I would compare Murder Mystery and Palm Springs to being sort of the same genre and they were going for the same type of humor, except Palm Springs was really fucking good and Murder Mystery was really fucking bad. Palm
2: Springs was You know, what's crazy about Murder Mystery is that I believe because it did so well, viewership-wise, you know, Adam Sandler's had his deal with Netflix for a while. I do think it's kind of interesting that of all his movies, his Netflix-exclusive movies he's done, that Murder Mystery is the one that's kind of, stuck here in this top 10. Yeah, and I believe they're doing a sequel. They're I like in, the David Spade one. Uh,
1: the David Spade one I think is funnier. I want, that has Luis Guzman.
2: I know which one you're talking about. Is it The the Do-Over? Is that
1: that one? Yeah, name? I think it is called The Do-Over. Which Luis. is a weird
0: name. Luis Guzman. Who's that?
1: You, You'll know when you see him.
0: You would recognize is him. Is he He's the guy from Ant-Man? Of- Ant-Man?
1: No. no. How about waiting? Have you seen waiting? He's one yes. of the. He's one. He's the. He's one of the cooks in waiting. What's his name? Luis Guzman. He has a look. When you see him, you'll know that guy. Okay. Luis For Guzman.
0: Sure. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah, I know that guy.
1: The
0: guy. Yeah, the, the, the 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 guy that shows his dick to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, so
1: there's a scene in in the Do Over when uh, Luis Guzman and David Spade are having. I think they're about to have. Are we we
2: gonna Are we gonna go through the visuals of the scene? Because I, you know, the what your brother said, hey, you've got to watch yeah, this dude. scene so in this funny. movie and made me view this. Yeah. I, anybody that's listening to this, I apologize. No, I that's know. it. If
1: you've seen it, I don't need to explain it to you. It's very good. Just that one scene in particular, but Luis Guzman has a way that when he touches the camera, he makes the scene good.
0: <laughs> <coughs>
1: he's magic. He is. He's a fucking unicorn. He's I love Luis
0: Yeah, he's the best. No, I, I, you're right. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that
2: guy. Yeah, that guy is hilarious well i thought that list would uh would be fun to go through and turns out it was y'all y'all had some funny insights into that so that (laughs) yeah thank you guys for always making things entertaining um going into some fresh out the podcast takes um i saw old which is the new m night Shyamalan movie
1: if you wouldn't have told me yesterday what it was and then today you would have said i saw old i would have just stared at you like you were speaking a different <laughs> language i didn't know that he had a new mode movie and i didn't know that it was called old so do i learned two new things. do you and know what it's about i just from no no i don't let's pretend i don't because i just barely know like what three like three seconds of information you texted yesterday so basically no i don't know anything
2: yeah so if you're told M. Night Shyamalan is making a movie that's called Old. That's, that's like, that's a pretty big statement right there because M. Night Shyamalan brings a lot of feelings and thoughts to people's heads depending on which movies you, you that resonate with you that he did. So if you think of that, it's called Old. What's, what's your, what do you, what's going through your head?
1: I've got an idea. Jahan, do you want to go, do you want to go first? I mean, you I kind of know idea? what it's about. Uh, okay. I, I am. I was aware of this movie, too.
0: Uh, I haven't seen it, but... Uh,
1: I would just think with that title, it would be like Thinner. Like Stephen King's Thinner, where you get a curse on you, and you, you know right. you get thinner and thinner. I would think it's like that. There's a curse or magic or something, and you just get older and older at a rapid rate.
2: That's, not actually, that's actually pretty good. That's not far off. So, you know, the premise of the movie is there's a family. They go on vacation. They're at this resort. They get to go to this private beach. And they're on this beach with, um, you know, it's their family. They have a, a, like a six-year-old son and, a, you know, maybe 11-year-old daughter. And uh, they're on the beach with a few other groups of people. And as soon as they all step foot on this private beach, they learn that things aren't as they seem. And everybody starts rapidly aging uh, while oh, on the beach. And so um, I, think, I think in the, the movie, you know, 30 minutes is the equivalent of about two years so um really interesting premise and there's actually some really good acting and uh, here's the thing say what you will about m night Shyamalan, the dude knows how to pick up a camera and use it like it's shot well and he does some really good stuff in it but and it's it's based off of a a graphic novel um an older one i think it's called sandcastle uh don't quote me on it But, but he he modified it to make it more M Night Shyamalan. There's some interesting ideas and stuff in this movie, but it go it gets into that territory of being like almost so so bad it's good. Kind of like um the happening I think is compared to, is is <gasps> usually said to be his worst <laughs> movie by a lot of people. And I'm not saying this one's on the happening level because I genuinely enjoyed watching this movie. I wouldn't say that it's good, but I was enthralled watching it. Like, just it's it's a, a glorious mess. It's a glorious, glorious mess, and I absolutely recommend seeing it just because it's so bonkers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember watching The Happening with my buddy Andy uh, a long time ago, and we were dying. We were dying. Speaking of Mark Wahlberg,
1: yeah, uh, I think that was it for me. The Happening was the last. The last time Mark Wahlberg had a chance in my life.
0: Hey, well, uh, it's I'm uh, Mark Wahlberg, right? Mark yes. Wahlberg.
1: Is hey, that was
2: better. That was awful. better.
1: Johnny's trash. Oh fuck.
2: John, hey. I do feel like Jahan's impression got better that day. Hey, we can't
1: go outside. What do you do? What did you think of Lady in the Water, Drew? I think
2: that Lady in the Water on paper is a neat idea. And I think that movie is terrible. Yeah. I thought it was terrible. This
1: is old better than lady in the water.
2: Yes. I would okay. say yes, it is.
1: Cause I, um, I'm, I, I like, I think like I like M. Night Shyamalan. I think I do like him. I just think that he's made a couple of not great movies. And I think that happens with any director, or any musician or any artist is you make some stuff. That's not great. And you make some stuff that is great. Uh, and I really liked Signs, and I really liked Six Sense, and really I, like actually, really I actually, I actually liked The Village, even though The Village gets so much hate. I like The Village uh, too,
2: actually. So the Village it has its problems, but that's a gorgeous movie too. Like I, I like that's just a fun to watch movie. It just looks so cool. I enjoyed
1: the. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you guys like, what do you think of The Village? Yeah, so I've
2: got, like I've got,
1: got cool. some, i got some strong feels for M Night Shyamalan. To be honest, uh, I like him. I think.
2: He's he's one of those guys, like,
1: his, his
2: movies are really good. Like The Sixth Sense is great, Unbreakable is great. I like Signs. The Village I think is okay. He, his bad movies are pretty bad. Like The Happening's bad, Lady in the Water. <laughs> so,
0: The Happening is terrible unless you reclassify it as a comedy and then it's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, it's a great movie if it's a comedy.
2: Uh
1: The Last Airbender. I actually didn't see it, <laughs> but I feel like I didn't have to. Damn it.
2: It's I just forgot. a failure, a failure across the board. But like Split is pretty good. And then Glass wasn't very good.
1: I so I Glass. didn't see Split, but I really like that. I and I know I when I saw the trailer, I was like, I guess it's just uh what's his what's the actor's name?
2: James McAvoy.
1: James McAvoy. I was like, I guess this is just James McAvoy doing a character movie where if you like James McAvoy, you're about to see a lot of really fucking good James McAvoy work. Yeah, he was was great. And if you don't, then you're not going to really vibe on that movie. And I thought that would be cool because I like James McAvoy and I bet he's super talented. I bet that is good. Uh, And I don't know why I haven't seen it. I think I would like it because I like James McAvoy ever since first class.
2: Any time a movie comes out that's written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, I'm, I'm going to go see it because I just find his style and and what's there to be so interesting. It's not always going to be good, but he does some stuff really well. And I do think in old, there's some genuinely good stuff, but man, it's just so it's just bonkers. So I won't I, I don't want to compare it too much to the graphic novel and stuff, too, because that gets into you know, getting into the differences and stuff. I don't want to spoil anything, especially because this movie just came out and and it's M. Night Shyamalan. You know, he's known for the twists and he's known for the mystery of it. So I definitely don't want to say too much. But um, I did I did go catch it in theaters. I would say go see it. I'm not going to sit here and tell it. you it's good, but yeah, but I do think you should go see it. So we'll we'll leave it at that.
0: No, that's, I mean, I'll watch it. I'll definitely watch it. I, it looks good to me. I don't know. It looks like something I would enjoy. It kind of reminds me of a terrible movie that I saw. Uh, it was a Netflix original, uh, what was it called? Like into the grass or something or the grass. Did you see that movie?
2: I I know of it. I remember when that came out. I have not seen it.
0: God, does that movie go off the rails? Oh my God. (laughs) They pick a direction and they run full speed into a wall. It's incredible. Uh, it had some cool concepts, but, I don't know, it was, it was like their producers were afraid to tell them no, like, you know, you can kind of tell when a producer's like, don't tell them, like, that doesn't make sense, or that doesn't translate well, you know, you can kind of tell when they have too much freedom, uh, an underproduced movie. But yes, uh, funny enough, uh, I actually watched a movie today, uh, Called The Werewolf or Werewolf Within. Have you heard of that? It like No. It like just came
2: out. I have heard of it. I, it's based off of a video game, I believe. I, I think it's based that makes based off game.
0: That makes sense because uh I was really confused as to why it was brought to you by Ubisoft.
2: It's it's based I Gosh, I'm talking out my ass on this, to be honest with you. But I believe it's based off of a VR game. And I think it's it's the classic, like, one person in the group is the werewolf and the others don't know who it is. Like, mm-hmm. only the person who is the werewolf knows. So, and they're trying to convince the group that they're not the werewolf. I think that's the premise of the game.
1: So if and, that's the game, then that means that that... Is a Telltale game, right? And the Telltale game was based off of an actual card game.
2: No, so I think you're getting there is a card the, game called Werewolf, and it is the Telltale game is, is called, called Wolf, Among Us. Wolf Among Us. Yes, and that's that's different, that's right. based off of the Fables comic book yeah. series, and it's like uh fairy tales and stuff. This mm-hmm. is this is something different.
1: There's a there's an old card game that I played at PAX a few years ago, and it was I played with a giant group of people, it was like 12 people, and they two people were werewolf hunters two people were werewolves and everybody else was townsfolk and you didn't you know only the werewolves knew who the werewolves were like everybody had to close their eyes the cards were dealt and then you'd look at your card and if you were the hunters yeah. you know you your eyes and look at the other hunter the werewolves knew and you were trying to set everybody up
0: I believe that that is werewolf by Beezer games
1: so that's is that what we're doing here is that did that game come full circle into I mean, a I don't VR game? I do not think. Uh, maybe
0: the the VR covers kind of look give that impression that it's kind of like Werewolf the card game. But yeah, so the movie uh I mean I haven't seen a good werewolf movie in a long time. It's been a while. They're few and far between. Is this one of them? Eh <laughs> uh, Should you watch it? Uh oh, no, maybe. You know? If you want to. I would not go to bat for this movie. Uh it's uh it has uh, it's black lead, which is cool uh and then the female lead is the woman from the Verizon commercials uh which is pretty funny uh, and then it has who has Guillermo from what we do in the shadows uh, he's in the movie and he is hilarious in this movie. He is funny as hell. In
1: this movie. I saw him in an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> and he was playing Frankito, He was Frank's illegitimate son, but it was all a con from Dennis. But He was also great as Frank Guito.
0: He was hilarious in this movie. Uh, the movie itself was fine. Uh, it ha- it's very campy. There's a lot of camp, uh, a lot of silly moments. It's aware of itself. I watched it. It was it was watchable. Uh, it was it was not great, but hey, it was fine. Werewolf, if you like werewolf movies, they're too far, uh, few and far between to really be picky. But
1: man, you did not sell me. On I'm this. not trying
0: that's to sell you. You don't have to watch it. It's not great, but
2: I'll probably watch it at some point. Not gonna lie. I, I'm so not gonna tell, tell you short not short to watch it. It wasn't that bad. If I'm able to see it, I will. I will bring it up. It's no, so it's no ginger the-
0: snaps. I've been in
1: cartoon mode for watching over here in my life. I've been watching uh, the... It's an anime. It's called Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Mm-hmm. And that's not a good name for it because it's a better show than that title implies. But that's the name of the original manga from what I understand. So that's why they're going with that title. the It's very... Uh, the show is the gods are on earth. They've all, they've all come down. They can't use their powers, but they can grant heroes their boons and their blessings so you have a lot of adventurers that have these Dungeons and Dragons style fantasy powers and there's a giant evil magic dungeon tower in the center of town and when you go in and kill monsters they drop crystals and you bring the crystals back out and you sell them and their money and then you gain experience and your god can give you more magic. So it's very much like a video game except they tell you it's not a video game but there's leveling up and there's experience and there's gods and magic and power I, it it's be, a cool show
0: it sounds like it'll scratch the itch uh that of anime that i'm missing right now from uh until the next season of alicization uh that kind of thing i i really man i i, I need another fantasy anime i what do you call it um Overlord. Overlord. After I finished Overlord, I was like, man, now I gotta just wait for stuff to come out. I think I'm gonna watch this one.
1: You should give it a shot. I I was really... I was hesitant to watch it because it has a weird name and a lot of... A lot of anime has what they call fan service, which is a lot of over-sexualization, a lot of crotch shots and booby shots. And you get that in a show with a title like, is it weird to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? There's lots of cleavage shots, but... There's an anime uh,
0: I really like that has a lot of fan service, and I always wanted a season two, uh, high, what is it, High School of the Dead. Uh, there's too much fan service, but the zombie scenes, the action is awesome. Um, As far as anime I'm watching right now, I'm uh, mostly just watching, I, I'm almost done with Brotherhood, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I know I'm way behind on that. I was a huge fan of the original series. Uh, Brotherhood is very different, and that's cool. Uh, but then I'm also almost caught up on My Hero Academia. I think I'm one episode behind live. And that, that shit, cray. That shit's awesome. Uh, it no, scratches... no
1: spoilers on that one. I'm still no
0: waiting for Yeah, no spoilers. Uh, yeah, I've just been sucking it up and watching it sub because I can't wait. But that, uh, it's, it's a great show. I love the powers. I love the way they work. I love the way they evolve. I love everything about that show. It's a good show. That show has a little bit too much fan service at times as well. Uh stop stop over sexualizing you know, high school kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys making these animes.
2: Like cut it out.
1: But yeah. uh, I, uh a, it, and, I'm sorry, Drew, go ahead.
2: Oh no, I was just gonna say, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Where where can we find that?
1: I'm watching it on Hulu. And so it's, it's you know, major streaming. You don't have to have Crunchyroll or Funimation. Hulu that... is,
0: the reason I have a Hulu subscription, uh, I'm not using, like, my brothers or my family. Like, I pay for the Hulu because of its anime content. Hulu, actually, of all the major streaming uh, systems, I'd say it has the best anime content, period, uh, that is not an anime streaming service.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's better than Netflix, and it's better than HBO Max. It's it's yeah, probably the last one on the list.
0: Yeah, best anime that's not an anime streaming service is Hulu, period.
1: In my and, which brings me to, to Netflix again and animated shows. Masters of the Universe just came out, and I forgot. I knew at one is point in out? my life. Yeah, it's out. Uh, that it's directed, it's directed, right, and produced and written by Kevin Smith, all of those yeah, things. I don't, don't
2: know things. if he directed it did he i know oh, he's he might like not direct but... behind it he's, it's like his pet project that he brought back i know that much
1: it's uh it's
0: <laughs> that's a hell it's of really... a movie
1: poster holy crap it's really cool looking it's one of the coolest looking cartoon shows i've ever seen in my entire life and i can i can confidently say that i it's want that so movie cool. poster bro it's boring as fuck is it oh no but it looks really cool. And so I'm only two episodes in, but it's hard to pay attention because it's so boring.
0: Do they have my boy Lookout in it?
1: Uh, I don't her. think Lookout has been introduced He's yet. He's the
0: best character.
1: But I've seen Man-at-Arms, and he has an awesome mustache. And I've seen Beast Man and Skeletor and the skunk guy. So they're bringing back all the good characters. It's all about Lookout, again. man. I, I can't stress enough how super fucking awesome it looks. The art is so cool. It's so cool. You need to watch this show just to see the art. I'm gonna any, watch it. Any uh, any Dungeons and Dragons players or game masters or any game masters for any game, whatever, out there, it's it's inspiration, uh, hate heaven. Oh, there, it's, those, it's
0: yeah, I was big in all those 90s cartoons, man. Uh, let's see, let's go down the list. Uh, Master of the Universe, obviously. Um, Thundercats, Thundercats which was, cats, Masters of the Universe with cats, Street Sharks. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, Martian bikers from Mars. Biker,
1: yeah, biker mice from Mars. Biker mice
0: from Mars. Um, you know, Teenage Mutant Turtles, All that stuff, man. That was oh god. I was very disappointed by what they did with Ninja Turtles. <laughs> they, they 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 gave it the Teen Titans Go treatment. This
1: looks yeah. good. This does. It literally looks good. Next looks time. Good. The art is good. It's so good.
0: Uh, next episode, I will probably have watched it, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the, we're gonna
2: have to talk about it.
1: I'll probably it- finish the show uh, begrudgingly because it's very boring, but the art's cool.
2: Is it geared towards kids or is it like an adult animated show? So
1: I, it is geared towards kids. Yeah. Okay. It's still TV PG. It's not uh, TV 14 or MA. It's it's for kids. And I think that's what's where it suffers. Not to, n- not every kid's show is boring, but this writing is written like the original He-Man. It's written... Kevin Smith did it justice by writing it very similar to how it was written, so it's kind of fucking boring. <laughs> but it looks awesome! I can't uh, stress enough how cool it looks, so I'm torn. I don't know if it's awesome or not yet, but it looks awesome. I forgot I love one.
0: I, I, f- I forgot one. Skeleton Warriors. That show was awesome.
1: Mighty Max...
0: Mighty Max.
2: Damn. I forgot about I have, Mighty Max. I have no nostalgia for Masters of the Universe or He-Man or anything. Yeah. Like I I know it was a, a big deal for some people.
1: But so I like. also have no nostalgia for that show, Drew. And maybe that's my issue with it. Maybe that's what's wrong is I didn't like He-Man and I still don't like He-Man. But the show is stylistically sets a whole new precedent for animated shows. It's awesome.
2: That's cool. I'll probably check it out just to see it. Okay. And, you know, do you have to have any knowledge of prior He-Man stuff to watch it?
1: So it seems like what they do is they it's not a reboot. It seems like it's almost uh, a new He-Man while also still being a sequel of itself. Like Man at Arms is like retired and is no longer Man at Arms. I don't think it seems like he's passing the torch and He-Man is still like a young prince. So it seems like they like Skeletor's been around and they've been fighting Skeletor and fucking with Cy- Skeletor, but He Man is still young. So they kind of took some of the old and the new and they started a new He Man world. But I would say no, you probably don't have to have any knowledge going in. They catch you up pretty quick about what's going on.
0: It uh, you're right about the art. I want that movie poster. That's fire. Yeah, I was I was bigger into. I think Thundercats was much bigger for me uh, and Ninja Turtles, but. I liked some of the toys from Masters of the Universe, mainly Lookout. He has the best superpower uh, out of all of the Masters of the Universe.
1: Doesn't his neck just get long, Jahad? His neck
0: gets slightly longer, so he can see slightly further. further. That's right. And that's why they
1: call him Lookout,
0: (laughs) and it makes me so happy. (laughs) He's Uh, like, what's over there?
1: Ah, oh, it's a good thing we have lookout with us.
0: Like it's seriously like he gains like a foot of neck. Like it's not anything to write home about.
1: It's like you could climb onto somebody's back like a piggyback and see higher. You could just kind of jump, <laughs> like he do like just a pick you up. yeah, you,
0: no, no, nothing to it. You could stand on something. <laughs> he could be replaced by a box you could stand on. Uh oh, it's good times, but yeah. No, that movie, that, that show looks cool. I would definitely, I'm definitely going to watch it.
2: I'll check it out too, for sure. Um, I'll uh, move over to a few things. So talking about just stuff we watched. So I had been going back recently and watching some of the uh, Steven Spielberg movies, that, some that I haven't seen or some that I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, just Rand. Uh, Steven Spielberg's one of the most famous dr- the, the most successful director of all time, maybe? Um, he, he.
0: I mean, if you're talking about a, financial uh, success, I think he's beat by uh, the Avatar guy. Oh, uh, J- yeah, James, James Cameron. James Cameron, yeah. I think James Cameron has a beat when it comes to financial success.
2: Yeah, Blimey. I think yeah. Spielberg is probably, for a lot of people, like if you say, name a movie director, like Steven Spielberg's going to be right there at the... At the front of their mind and uh so so there's a few of his movies i haven't seen i I say a few a lot i haven't seen um so anyway and he's got a new movie coming out this year he's he remade uh west side story the classic musical and so he's got his version that's coming out in december but i went back and remade
1: he remade west side story which is a movie that's based on a musical that's based on romeo and Juliet. So. I I'm gonna give Spielberg a big middle finger base just just from this alone. Without you even going into this, fuck you, Spielberg. Do something original, you fucking suck ass. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet knockoff, knockoff remake. Shut. Sh- do something. Shut up. I think
2: the original film is considered one of the best movie musicals of all time, and but the thing is, is just at the time that it came out, you know, it's um very racially. Uh, <laughs>
1: insensitive
2: yeah they have a lot of white people portraying puerto ricans and and such and so this oh, one you movie know is, is...
1: Be... west side, story. Yeah, west side
2: okay. story and so this one's gonna have you know the true true racism ethnicity you know playing their parts which I think... oh shit
1: are we gonna get puerto ricans playing puerto ricans because that means that lin-manuel miranda is most certainly gonna be in that movie and i will <laughs> see it if lin-manuel miranda
2: <laughs> don't believe he is oh uh, so but anyway i watched have any of y'all seen amistad by any chance no okay no so this came out i think the same oh, year or the year after spielberg did the lost world jurassic park and so he's like coming off of schindler's list and the lost world and makes this movie that's about like the shade the, the shame slave ship amistad where there was a slave rebellion ah. and then the slaves Jesus. ended up coming to the u.s but they were from it's very convoluted it ends up being coming a courtroom drama with matthew mcconaughey and anthony hopkins and morgan freeman it's i don't know why spielberg thought he was the one that needed to make this movie that's all that i'll say about it and and it's fine. It's like trying to be super Oscar prestige movie, and I think it failed. And then after that, I needed a palate cleanser. and So I rewatched Saving Private Ryan, which is just incredible. And speaking in our last episode, we talked about owning movies physical. I bought I went out and bought the 4K UHD disc of Saving Private Ryan. It looked amazing. It I do great. enjoy its
1: sound.
0: There it is. I do it enjoy it. It sounded great.
2: Sounded I, incredible. I pulled up all of his movie posters just
0: to have like a graphic. Uh, August is like way below. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I had to scroll really far. If uh, you talk about like for some of the least seen Spielberg movies, like, it's got to be near the top. And then, have y'all seen AI? Yes. Artificial intelligence with yeah, maybe. Haley Joel Osment? Haley Joel Osment, yeah. Um,. What, do you like that movie? Or has it been too long that you don't even remember? No, out? I
0: remember every scene of that. I remember movies. It's just I don't know. I can't let go. There's something wrong with me. But yeah, I remember. Uh, it was. I had never seen it. It it was. Uh, I think it was good uh, at the time. At the time, it was good. It had good special effects. Um, it had an interesting story. I don't know. You want to talk about original? I don't know if he came up with it himself. It's basically
2: um, Pinocchio, but with a robot boy. That's
0: fair. It is basic. You know, thanks for ruining I mean, the movie, so
2: no, just... Well, I mean, it's self-aware. They mentioned Pinocchio all throughout. It. That's like, fair. That's a major theme, but it's very weird movie. But I really liked it, so I don't know. I, I, feel... I liked
1: it. Uh... I'm, I'm looking back now, and I think I saw it, and I think I liked it. But it has been too long for me to honestly speak on it. I
0: really, I really like just. Uh... It was interesting think, how much he loved, like, his mom. Um,
2: yeah, the, the whole the whole premise is it's a, the first robot who's programmed to love. That's the whole thing. Yeah, you know, yeah it seems love. very
0: genuine and it's very cool. I don't know. And then I like yeah. when they're, like, destroying the robots and it's, like, horrific. Uh,
2: yeah, it kind of is, like, three movies in one, in a way. The way the movie goes, it, it I, I think that it... It has mixed reception, like some people really like it and some people really don't. For Gary, for you, I could see this being a Gary one.
1: Yeah, it, I think it, I do like this one. I like dystopian movies, dystopian future stuff. Um, it kind of has a special spot in my heart and that kind of cyberpunk setting, which I didn't really know what that setting was until more recently, but that cyberpunk-esque setting uh, just kind of gets to me. I, I like that stuff. And I think those those stories, the this, this science fiction becomes science fact. Uh, that old moniker, I think, is really true And any time I see an AI movie. You know that stuff? The robots in our homes are coming at some point. It may not be our lifetimes, and it may not be our kids. But eventually, there will be humanoid sentient robots. I mean, I mean you say that. You'll be dealing with them,
0: you personally. S- you say that, but we live in Houston, Texas. And Houston, uh, not that long ago, like last year, voted down... Uh, a robot brothel that was trying to set up shop. I don't know if you know that. I
1: don't. I did not know yeah, that. But that was like last year. <laughs> we're not far from these, these futuristic hellscapes, and I like those movies that kind of remind you that uh, you know the, the personal relationship between AI and humans is it's a thing. It's going to happen. They're going to be in your house and they're going to be like your kids and they're going to be your nannies and stuff. And those like that movie, are-
0: uh, Her. Where he falls in love with
1: his Siri or whatever. That's probably why I loved Detroit Beyond Human, also. That's one of my favorite games of all time.
2: Great game. And I'm surprised you like that one that much, Gary, because it's so story based and decision oh, yeah. based. And that's okay. so not your usual cup of tea, but that game's really good.
1: I love a game that has giant network spider webs of decisions involved in game narrative and game design. Um, even if it's a single-player experience, those types of game designs are really re- replayable so, to me. Really
0: fun. I find, uh, now that I'm older, I, I I have less patience for it. I get annoyed with it sometimes, uh, which I am upset at myself about because I used to love that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I lived for it. And Bio, all of Bioware's games were like that. Uh, and then, like... I used, to, I used to play Baldur's Gate 2 all the time. Uh, you could do all kinds of crazy stuff in that game that you could really, like, one wrong answer could, like, open up a whole new storyline. You know, it was cool. Uh, and I find now, I think I just play games to beat them now. <laughs> and be, be done with them. I don't know. There's something wrong with me. It's like uh, my heart shrunk
2: or something. I don't know it's all about the achievements my man unlock (laughs) them
1: achievements how many
2: points you got drew
1: drew i've got i've got like
2: 100 now
1: i've got like the the achievement it is true because we got this orc's must die we got it for steam and so i don't get any achievements and we already beat the game and i didn't get any achievements because they're all on steam you get Steam achievements I don't care about Steam achievements. I want them on my Xbox. I mean, to be
2: fair,
0: no, don't no add one to cares
1: your Xbox gamer
2: score, Jahan.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. It's oh. the only thing that matters
2: is your Xbox gamer score. But speaking of science fiction, I was just going to mention really quick because one of my most anticipated movies of this year is Dune. And <laughs> the, there's a new Dune trailer that dropped uh, this past week. And man, that movie looks so good. It looks um, I amazing. I don't know if y'all have any history. Have you read Dune, Jahan? Jahan, you seem like maybe you would have read uh, it. So I have it on my nightstand. And I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. It's I'm a. It's a pretty dense read, but man, it is. If you just like some deep science fiction, man, it's good. Yeah. It's no, I, I do love sci-fi. I'm more of a
0: fantasy guy. Believe it or not, uh, but. I like good sci-fi. I hear great things about Dune. My younger brother's obsessed with Dune. Um, And on top of that, so Dune is really fixing to insert itself into pop culture on like 30 fronts, man. Uh, Recently, the movie license was given to a board game called Dune Imperium, which is a truly masterfully made board game. Uh, it's well-received, and they're also making a tabletop role-playing game.
1: Uh, I just dropped the link in the Twitch chat for anybody who's on Twitch. They can click the link to that role-playing game, or, Jahan, you can bring it up. Um, that one's made by Mod- Modifius Games. Modifus. Modifus Games. There are a bunch of art books. There are player supplements. Wow, there are that custom looks good. dice. There's all kinds of cool shit for this game.
0: Yeah, I got it on screen now. No, that looks great.
1: The game has been well-received by the community. We haven't had a chance to play it yet, but everyone we talk to says really good things about it. And, Jahan, what is it? Families? Is that what it's called? Uh, that Dune has? Drew, you're you, your Dune guy. Houses. Um, in that tabletop role-playing game, there's rules for establishing your own house and things like that and what that means for your skills. And, uh, so apparently there are things that are cool. And like Jahan said, Dune is inserting itself Everywhere, it's taking over movies and games and everything all at once, and they're marketing this well.
2: I'm gonna be interested to see. So the the movie is uh the cast is just out of this world good. All the people that are in it. Um, I I don't have the list in front of me, but Zadea um, <laughs> Dave like Batista, Choumet, Zendaya, Batista, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, half Thomas of uh, Disney's actors. <laughs> think javier bardem's in it uh josh brolin's in it and mm-hmm. there's just so many so many people in it and uh it looks great it's directed by denny villeneuve who's one of my current favorite working directors he did uh blade runner 2049 he i did... liked blade runner 2049 i loved it i, I loved it so much.
0: It, that was it was
2: good and batista was in that too yeah and then I he like did a, he did a rival. Um, the Amy Adams communicating with oh, aliens shit. movie yeah, too. and Sicario and prisoners, some other ones. But I, I think he's a like a really incredible director. Dune looks amazing. I'm scared that despite it having this huge budget and this amazing cast, that it's going to be too d- dense or deep in the sci-fi that, that maybe people aren't going to go see it as much as I want them to. Like, I don't know if it's going to be able to make, all the money that all the money back that they spent on it. We'll see. I think it'll get I, reviewed. Well, I think it'll be mm-hmm. good, but I just don't know if people it was are going to go hit insane. that broader audience. Kind of what happened with Blade Runner 2049. You're not wrong. Yeah. I feel like people didn't like Blade Runner 2049.
0: I thought it was amazing. Like
2: I, it was my favorite movie of was, 2017. I think was the year it came out. I loved it. I thought it was incredible. I
0: don't know what else came out that year, but I don't think it would be a stretch to guess. Same. Uh, it was good. I I don't know. You know who
2: You know who I went to go see Blade Runner 2049 in theaters with? Who? This is super random. Luke? Yeah. A fr- I, I don't know if I can call him friend of the show, but I will. Friend of the show, yeah. Scooter, a.k.a. Uh, Luke Bernard. <laughs>
0: and I went how... with
2: a, with him and a group of his friends that I had never met before because he knew I wanted to see it. So he messaged me and was like, hey, want to come with my friends and go see it? And I said, yep. And I went with a bunch of people I didn't know, and we actually all liked it. So I bonded with these people that I have had never met before and have never seen in my life since. But man, I enjoyed that experience. And it's on, uh, on IMAX here in Houston. That's funny. Yeah, no.
0: you know, You know how he got his nickname Scooter? No. You know I gave that to him, right? No. That was me. I can't believe you called him Scooter. That's
2: really funny. I gave oh, him that name. Nickname. I would. I'm, if that's somebody's name, I'm gonna call. Him I, I
0: don't name. know how that happened. Yeah, uh, we were going to go see a movie, and we uh, were we're with uh, Gary's ex wife's kids, and uh, we were at the movie theater, and Scooter or <laughs> Lucas was there, and one of them was like, "Hey, Jahan, who's that guy?" And I didn't know. Like, cause he didn't, cause like we hadn't met, he didn't introduce himself yet. I was like, oh, that's Scooter. Uh, And like, he like looked at me funny. I'm like, that's your name. You didn't introduce yourself, you dick. (laughs) Like, and that was it. That was how
2: I met Lucas. That's Uh, the rule. If you don't introduce yourself, you will get, (laughs) (laughs) you will introduce them for them. I don't know how that
0: happened. It's funny though. Oh, that's great. Uh, no, I mean, Do- so Dune, Do- see, I actually have some confidence in this one. The the way the scenes look, the cast, like, all of it, it seems like it's hitting, 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 hitting. Uh, Jason Momoa, uh, Oscar Isaacs, <laughs> Brolin, Zadea, uh, Batista, it's just, like, I know you can throw famous people at a movie script and hope that something comes out. This looks good from from the trailer. It It looks good.
2: It'll be on, you know, HBO Max the same day as it's in theaters. I plan to go see it in theaters and see it on the biggest. I screen would not possible. mind. But um yeah, so that's Dune. I just wanted to mention it because I'm so stoked for it and the new trailer just reinforced that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm excited. So I'm trying to yeah, I'm gonna read the book uh because like I wanna be cool, man. Like it's it's coming across it's hitting every nerd. Uh, area right now. It's only a matter of time before it's a video game. It's already a board game. That's a killer board game. It's going to be a cool TTRPG. I can I can just tell. It looks good. Uh, and then
2: if you want to be cool, if you want to be cool, read Dune. You yeah. Read Dune. I'll be that's, the first that's... person. <laughs> <laughs> when you look up cool in the dictionary. <laughs> it says has
0: read Dune. Oh yeah, I'll be the first person to ever read Dune to fit in. Uh, but yeah, no, it looks cool. I like to muse because it came out. Uh, in, in in a relatively same space as Star Wars originally. And I, I like to muse that there's an alternate reality where Dune took off and uh, Star Wars just went to the ground. They only had one movie. Dune has nine movies. And, like, I like to think about that from time to time.
2: Um, you mentioned that... You know, it'll be the the Dune um, tabletop RPG. You had another a Kickstarter
1: that you wanted to talk about.
0: I did, yeah, I do.
1: <laughs> before, just right before, can I can I slide yeah, in? You can, uh, yeah, yeah. So Modifius Games made the Dune game, right? Mm-hmm. I just went to their website and saw that they had a play testers section where they're looking for play testers as long as you have play test experience. So I filled it out for you and I and yeah. all of our projects and sent it to them. <laughs> and so we'll see if we can play test some Modiphia stuff. Uh, looking forward to doing or whatever other projects you cast. Yeah, I was
0: going to shoot them an email after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, boom. Uh, actually, funny enough, I did send an email to our next little topic here. Uh, this is Magpie Games. They finally—so many have tried, none have succeeded—at uh, making a Avatar: The Last Airbender tabletop RPG. It is something that uh, I, I get annoyed when people are like, "Let's make a <laughs> make a uh, Avatar game," because they always want to use uh, 5e, Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons, to do it. That system is not conducive. I don't feel to making Avatar: The Last Airbender successfully. Uh, It's too restrictive in too many ways.
1: Let's be totally honest here, man. We played a lot of games on a lot of systems. That's not my favorite system. Oh, it's definitely not my favorite system. There, there are better ways to play Avatar. Don't try to shoehorn it into D and D just because D and D's popular or famous and it's a number one, it's the biggest dog in the house, there's there's a better way to play Avatar.
0: A, l- a lot of times it's just like that's what people are familiar with, so they want to try and put something they like into something familiar to them. I, It's fine if that's what you want to do. I respect your drive, uh, young persons. But finally someone actually has the rights to it, and they are making the game. It's Magpie Games. I shot them a... Uh, an email the other day. We'll see if we hear back from them. Um, But yeah, there you go. There's avatar on screen, but yeah, it's going to be an actually officially licensed tabletop RPG coming to Kickstarter on, I believe. Let me check my notes. August 3rd. Uh, And so that's going to be cool. They make a lot of different games. What else do they make? They make the root tabletop RPG as well.
1: Apparently uh, yeah, Masks it. Masks is a big
0: Yes, Masks, that that's have. the one. Masks is uh looks really cool as well, which is a superhero tabletop RPG. It looks very cool. I like the name. Calling it Masks is very cool uh because, you know, you're playing the mask. And then, you know, what's beneath. I don't know. It's a whole thing. I like it. Uh and also, so that's one tabletop RPG coming to Kickstarter. Uh I like to keep you guys updated on that kind of thing, because that's kind of my wheelhouse. Uh, the other thing, Monty, Cook's, uh, Monty Cook Games uh, has a Kickstarter up now. Uh, the devil made us do it. I don't know a lot about it. All I know is that Monty Cook makes very good games. I personally have, like, a $300 TTRBG downstairs that he made, uh, which I like to throw in people's faces because it's funny. Uh, but, yeah. He's a, a, a renowned TTRPG creator. I believe he created the playtest for Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, which anyone who played it, for the most part, would agree it was better than the final project. Uh, product. Uh, and then he got, like, canned from the job. But anyways, he has his own game company, Monica Games. Uh, and it looks like it has to do with, like, heists and magic. Oh, shit,
1: uh, I would say that... Uh... That Magpie games, the ones that are working on Avatar, um, anyone who's listening or interested, you can get a copy of their quick start rules. There's an email that you can sign up for to get their quick start rules on their website. And the Kickstarter opens August 3rd at 10 Mm a.m. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of those things have early uh, benefits. Like if you if you sign up the first 24 hours, you get extra stuff. Uh, I've gotten free stuff that way a couple times. Like, one uh, Nemesis gave me, like, a whole extra class in miniature just for uh, being there day one. Uh, so check that out. There might be some cool deals. Who knows? Magpie Games is an established company. I feel like they're small enough to still be considered indie, though. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And they just... I, I'm excited. I sent them an email just asking them about, specifically Avatar... And I also said, hey, also, you know, we're amenable to, you know, if you want to promote something else, we're always down, we're always around. We love playing games.
1: Yeah, we want to play Avatar or also whatever else you'll let us play. Just let us play. I would love to
0: play Avatar. I would love to check out Root. Root sounds interesting. Uh, Mask. uh, Mask. Mask is uh, up there as well. Uh, Root kind of sounds like that Redwall kind of style thing. Uh, I believe Alicia was interested in doing a... Animal game, uh, which I was like, What really? That's an interesting thing to want to do, but uh, it sounds cool to me too. So,
1: I've always wanted to play um, a, a sentient bear, <laughs> so we can. I'm in,
0: absolutely not, man. You should be, uh, do you want to be a man who is a bear, or do you want to be a bear? bear
1: so, I actually, this machines? is a it's an old D and D idea that I had, which was a bear that was a druid that would wild shift into a person for a few minutes at a time, and while he was a person, he could talk and cast spells and stuff. But then he would turn back into a regular old bear.
2: I love that. I yeah, like to
1: just just the reverse druid.
0: I like it too. Hey, all you have to do is get someone to cast awaken on you, and boom, you're sentient.
1: So that's that's one of my ideas I've had. So yeah, if you want to do an animal game, there we go. I'd like to play it. I've always had that character idea back there in my head, floating around.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah, no. Uh, I want to play every game. So there's
1: that. <laughs> I want to play all of them. Oh shit, you're right.
2: Uh, uh, let's see. What did we have uh, on the list? What, what I had, I had one other thing. This will be brief, thing. and then we can then we can wrap it up for the evening. Mm-hmm. I had to mention this because. <laughs> I have this terrible thing where there will be all these shows that are super popular yeah. on the air, right? Like, you know, everybody's talking about, oh, you know, I'm watching Told this, I'm watching Why. Yeah, these are the top shows on Netflix for this week. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm just going to go watch this trash reality TV that, you know, only I'm watching. And so... Um, I have spent way too much time recently watching Big Brother, which is a CBS reality show that just started back up, like, two weeks ago. (laughs) Season 34. mm, It's 23, and I've been watching it since season 2, so, you know, whatever that says about me, you know, I... Admit it, and then (laughs) there's a show that my wife got me to watch. She she likes watching a lot of reality TV too, and usually she has her shows she watches, and I have mine. And but every now and then we'll find one we watch together. She had one. She was like, "Hey, sit down and watch this with me." Like, okay. So there's a show. I think it's on Lifetime, maybe, or maybe it's on A and E. It's on one of the you know. (laughs) one of those reality shows, but it's called Married at First Sight. And the whole premise <laughs> is these people sign up, and they meet with matchmakers, and they agree to get married to somebody that they've never met before in their life. So they get married <laughs> to the person, they... F- The first time they meet is literally at the altar and then they're married. And it's basically an eight. The show follows their first eight weeks. And at the end of those first eight weeks, either they stay together or they can decide to get a divorce. And that's kind of the premise of the show. So you see them working out their relationship. For whatever reason, my wife got me to watch this one season with her a few years ago. And now I've watched several with her. And the season, there's a new season that just started this year. And it's, they're always in a different city for each city. You know, each season is like, this is Married at First Sight in Atlanta. This is Married at First Sight nah. in New Orleans. And this current season is in Houston. So nice. I'm really fascinated to watch it, to see like the locations around the city and where, where they are, where they go. So anyway, it's just, and I watched the challenge on MTV. Like I love the that kind of stuff. The challenge rules and... It's just, I'm just horrible where people are like, these are the shows everybody's talking about. These are yeah. the most popular shows on Netflix. Hey, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. And I'm like, yeah, I promise I'll get to it. Meanwhile, I'm on my ass at home watching Big Brother and Married at First Sight when I should be watching <laughs> actually culturally relevant shows. Look, man, just, I, like, I would
0: argue that they're incredibly culturally relevant.
1: I can I can just shake my head, but I think we all have guilty pleasure shows that we know we should be doing something better than watching this piece of shit. Like I watched seasons one through four of Masked Singer, and I don't know if I enjoyed a single second of it. And I watch
2: Masked Singer. You and I usually end up texting about it. At like uh, the, uh,
1: the the Circle that was on Netflix. I watched. I didn't watch the newest season, but like that show. Uh, it's just you know it's crap. It's crap for our brains and it's a guilty pleasure. It's like eating a McDonald's cheeseburger with your mind. It's just, you just need trash. You know it's trash the whole time, but it helps you defrag or something, I think.
2: Survivor will finally be back in September and that's one of the few I'll go to bat for 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 actually quality. Have, you know, quality production so, and stuff they've like, they've really gone to through lengths to get that one like to keep it fresh i love survivor I like think it's
0: competition fantastic. shows when it comes to reality shows i feel are a little better like i know big brother has that element it's not really what i mean uh like it has to be i don't know i don't know how to describe it it has to be more competition based like i like the what do you call it? like the road where they're traveling what Was that one you know what I'm talking about road they have rules? To... No.
1: Road oh, road. Amazing, amazing race. race. Amazing oh, race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, race. yeah.
0: Yeah, I liked Amazing Race. Uh like stuff like that. I'm fine with uh, Jenny loves garbage reality TV shows. Uh, <laughs> she she loves them. Uh I don't like them at all. Uh she's not watching right now. All right, just checked. Uh <laughs> but uh yeah, she doesn't she she loves that that crap. It's fine, and you know what? Sometimes I watch them with her, cause I love her. Uh, and you know, I find I get into them sometimes. You know, like I'll be like, "Oh no!" Like that dress really is bad. Like I can't believe she would go. This is does she? This is Milan. Like
1: you know, like I can't believe you know.
0: Sometimes uh, you know
1: you join in and you yeah, hate you the guy everyone hates. It's easy to hate the guy everyone hates, yeah. or to cheer for the guy everyone hates. You know, it's 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 like wrestling, man. It's just easy to get
2: into it it's a performance yeah my <laughs> wife watches every iteration of the real housewives of you know whatever city they're in there's so many different ones and she watches all of them and i watch so much crap so i can't sit there and be like how could you watch this but man it, i it's hard for me sometimes to bite my tongue on it
0: and uh one of the big ones for Jenny is jersey shore uh and everyone in that show is trash you know just like and they're all monsters uh, I, feel like, Shore. I feel like they've actually gotten better as people as the show goes on, which is funny, uh, to watch their evolution, but, uh, I find that I'm like, oh man, Polly, that's crazy, man, you know, like, I, like, you get into it, like, I, I'm gonna be
2: watching it anyways, might as well pay attention and interact, uh, Jersey shore is tough because they have the same people in it, you know, that have always been in it. They're all so much older now and they really have mostly matured. So they're not getting into drama. So like the producers are really trying to stretch, you know, the events (laughs) of the show or put them in situations where there might be some drama or they'll draw out some super minor thing to be like a big deal. They're really bad about that. Well, no,
0: it's kind of funny to see what they do with money. Uh, And, like, you're right. Like, one time they sent them, like, since they're all older, they sent them to Vegas, put them all in close quarters, see what happens. You know, they're all – and obviously they're going to ham it up a bit. But it's just – yeah. It's not – yeah, trash TV, if you like it, fine. You know, you do you. Did you ever – I
2: just had to have my reality TV corner for a second. (laughs)
1: Did you ever end up watching Holy Moly, Drew?
2: You know what? I I hadn't, and I fully intended to. I just haven't gotten around to it. I promise for the game, <laughs> I will check it
0: out. Me and Gary were hanging out the other day. We were watching it. That shit is hilarious.
1: What's that guy's name, Gary? Rob
0: Riggle. Rob Riggle is hilarious. So I was watching oh this. My God.
1: I was watching this week's newest episode with Justin, my roommate, and uh, it was it's Joe Tessitore and Rob Riggle. So Joe Tessitore is a real ABC sports uh, guy, and he's on ESPN as well, I think. And uh, so there's a course where they have to you have to run across bones and then jump into a mud pit and then swim across the mud pit and reach the end first and whoever is second gets a stroke penalty. And so Rob Riggle, and the, the show's rated TV PG. Rob Riggle's like, oh, here it comes. It's my favorite boner alert. And Joe just looks <laughs> at him. And he's like, it's not going to get through. You know that, right? And then Rob Riggle's like, that's okay. Boner alert. And like <laughs> but it keeps going. And they finally get to the end. And as soon as the person sings it, Rob Riggle goes, I've got a boner. And as soon as he goes to say it, he goes, it cuts out. And so, I just love seeing, you know, Rob Briggle trying to push ABC's censors as far as he can of what he is and isn't allowed to say on a family show. He
0: really toasts Those a sound good. Very funny.
2: Yeah. That sounds fun.
1: Yeah, it's, I I can't recommend it enough. It's dumb. It's, it's on Hulu. Again, if you're a Hulu person and you have Hulu, you should watch Holy he did, Moly. He
0: did get me to watch it, and I can attest that it's hilarious.
1: And there's three seasons.
0: So yeah, check it out guys. Uh, check out Holy Moly on Hulu now. Uh but yeah, I think that that finishes us out for the night, huh? That
2: is all of our certified fresh out <laughs> the podcast takes for today. I will say one thing before we sign off. So we so believe it or not, we keep an outline of the show where we put in notes so we kind of know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Gary had put the anime you watched, is it wrong <laughs> to try to pick up girls in a dungeon, which I had no idea was the name of an anime. You thought it was a so philosophical he just, debate. So he just had that as a note. Yeah, I thought that he was just listing that as a we discussion topic. We explore sexism in like, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons
0: Rick. here. I'm getting
2: into yeah. some some true t- tabletop RPG, you know, hypotheticals here, but yeah, all right, I'll roll with it. And then it turned out to be a show. So I thought that <laughs> was worth noting.
1: As I was typing it, I was like, I bet Drew thinks I'm just typing bullshit to try to get him to laugh <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think you even knew I was watching you as you. Mm-hmm. I could see the expression, so that was funny.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. If you like tabletop role playing games and board games and things of that nature, come back every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and see me and Jahanan playing. Right now, it's Savage Worlds Wednesdays, Wild West Wednesdays. Uh, on Thursdays, we're doing Thursday-age, and we're in space playing The Expanse, and every Friday we're trying to talk to indie creators or try to play some board games, just kind of mix it up. we got a Free Play Friday type of situation. Next Friday, if you're listening to us live, which will be the 30th, it'll be July 30th, or that's Friday, I mean, we'll be having uh, Neon, Toxic Lords of the Neon Wastelands on. It's an indie game about mohawks and leather jackets and spikes and ooze in the wasteland and monsters and all kinds of fun stuff. So give us a follow, give us a like, and show us your love. You have anything, John? Uh,
0: Yeah, no, just follow us, uh, follow us on all of our stuff. We have all this stuff, uh, goes to YouTube, uh, right? When we're done. So if you missed anything, you want to go back and watch, uh, you can watch on YouTube. Uh, Twitch has them up for a few days as well. And then you can just uh, follow us on all of our stuff, Spotify, Instagram, or not Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes, sorry. Uh, We also have a Facebook uh, set up. We're going to start opening up our Discord here pretty soon so that you can interact with us a little more directly. Uh, If you are a creator uh, and you'd be interested in taking part in this, we are open to that. We do like having – we like to get a lot of people involved, as many people as possible. Uh, And if you're a celebrity, I will fight you anywhere, anytime, Uh, in public, in private. No one has to see, but we'll know.
1: Uh, What if they're not a celebrity? What if they're a politician, say, from Texas? Ooh,
0: (laughs) Ted Cruz, if you're watching this, I would love to punch you in the face, legally, of course, after we agree to it, Uh, because you're a monster, because you're a terrible, terrible person, and I hate you. I hate (laughs) you so much.
2: Uh, Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for coming <laughs> by. Have a good
1: night. Thanks for watching.